Welcome to a Wish Upon a Star with us panel. I've got four agents with me today. I have Bree, Sarah, Isla, and Josh. And this is part of our Take the Trip with Us uh, podcast. And what we're going to talk about today is what travel really looks like in the world. I mean, are we, we're not really post-COVID, we're still in the pandemic, but we have so many travelers right now. And we just wanted to go over what are some of the rules, what are some of the things that we are seeing, and really, you know, what's happening with travel right now. Um, so first of all, I've um, got a question for you, Josh. I know you have flown very recently, and I'll be honest, I haven't been on a plane um, in a very long time. So what was that like for you going to the airport for the first time, getting on that flight? Um, how was it different than what you've experienced before? Yeah, so my wife and I flew actually down to Disney World uh, in April, uh, braving it near spring break time. So that was a little bit of a different experience. Um, but um, flying Southwest, obviously, they don't save seats. So we were a little bit nervous about, you know, being put next to someone, um, of course, you know, no longer blocking off middle seats and things like that. Um, so that was a concern for us. But um, it was it was obviously crowded, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, as far as like once you got on the flight, we felt relatively comfortable. Obviously, we did have someone next to us um, because they're not blocking those middle seats. But it, was, um, it wasn't that bad overall. Um, but it definitely is something to be prepared for as far as the planes are, are popular now as a travel. And- Everybody had to have a, a mask on, correct? And everybody oh, yeah. was wearing it. Yeah, well. absolutely. Okay. So if you're actively eating uh, or drinking, you can pull it down real quick, but it needs to be on all the time. Yep. Okay. And I've read stuff where it says that actually being on a, a flight, being on a plane now with the air circulation, everything they've done is actually safer than being in a restaurant. I don't know. I've read some, some stuff like that. And Isla, I know you have done a lot of flying too um, in this um, COVID era. Um, what are you seeing on your flights? So actually I fly, typically fly United just because it's a hub here based out of Washington, DC. And I've flown actually three times <laughs> to Florida since um, September. And United is a little different. And I think it's probably the same as um, many of the carriers where you assign seats. They are actually starting to board from the back of the plane where you're used to boarding, you know, kind of based off your status, you can still board early, but they're starting from the back of the plane. So people aren't walking past a ton of people. Um, It's the same thing when, with what Josh said, you know, everybody is seated with a mask. You can only remove it for eating and drinking. They are handing out um, sanitizing wipes as you board the plane for you to wipe down. I typically always recommend wiping down, you know, the seatbelt extra myself and the tray table. Those are just things I've always done. But now they give you a wipe to do and they come through and uh, there is some service on the planes like drink service and um, snacks, but it's very limited right now. It's Typically, you know, it used to be they would pour in the cup. Now you just get the can or the bottle of whatever you have ordered. But so far, I mean, I've flown, I have flown uh, so many times pre-COVID and I actually feel like the planes feel smell cleaner. You walk on and you can actually feel like it's truly been cleaned. So I I definitely think it's a different experience, but it's nothing that I have felt, um, I have felt uncomfortable with yet so far. 
And that's good. And probably the benefit of, of this as we come out of the pandemic is that uh, flights, planes will be cleaner because they know, because I always used to think, oh my gosh, the tray table. So yeah. that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's really good. Debbie, so, can I just, just want to add? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've flown on a lot of different airlines actually since the pandemic began. I've flown to and from Mexico, um, Jamaica. I'm going to Puerto Rico in a couple of weeks. Um, I've been to and from Ohio. And my my experiences uh, have been that it varies by the airline very much. Um, the consistency is that in the airport that everyone's wearing masks and that sanitizing stations are all over the place. Um, some airlines I've noticed will give out those, those little hand wipes and others do not. Um, but it is consistent in that in the airport in all spaces and also on the, every flight that everyone is wearing a mask. I've even had passengers next to me ask me to put on a medical mask because I was only wearing a double layer cloth mask. So people are taking it very, very seriously. Um, the experience in the airport I'm finding is that uh, lines are longer because people traveling to and from different countries have to have those requirements checked. Um, do, are they carrying the proper insurance according to the country they're visiting? Um, do they have their health form completed in advance? And of course, do they have their COVID test depending on what country they're visiting? So uh, it is consistent in that uh, the lines are a lot longer. So it's important to get there early, no matter where you're traveling to, um, because you're probably going to spend more time in the airport than what, what, than what we are used to. Um, aside from that, though, I would say that flying is very, very safe, just like you've always, you've all already said. Um, I don't think there's any reason why folks should hesitate to fly at this point, especially considering that the vaccines are out and that in general, the, the, um, uh, people looking at travel, people are looking at travel differently at this point. They seem to be more comfortable. They're wanting to get out there and go. And so I would encourage folks to go ahead and take that trip because everyone else is. Yeah, and not to be not to be scared of the flights, and that's that's good. You know, talking about some of those countries that you mentioned, Sarah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some countries have very openly, um, you know, they've opened their borders now to the U.S. and to travelers. Um, Isla, can you talk to me about a few of those locations um, of who has reopened their borders and 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 where some you know people are going like that now that they're open? So. I mean, right now you're seeing a lot of people head to Mexico and the Caribbean because they are definitely open to U.S. There are specific requirements to get into many of the countries with tests requirements and insurance, but you're starting to see a lot of, I think I would say the Caribbean is a big hot spot for traveling and so is Mexico. There are quick flights from the United States and their entry requirements are pretty straightforward and it's nothing major that you have to, I mean, there's a test, there's testing based off of each country, but it's definitely one of the easier places to get to. We're seeing just now recently, just this week, actually, Greece has announced that they will be reopening to the United States visitors with a negative test or a vaccine. Iceland will be reopening to vaccinated travelers soon. So you're starting to see some trends of Europe starting to reopen, but it will be probably a few more months before we really see the bulk of Europe reopening to um, U.S. travelers, that is. Yeah, and that that makes sense. Um, and I know when you mentioned, you know, some of the things like, you know, whether it's a proof of a vaccine or whether you have to have a, a negative test, 
Sarah, um, I know you've had some experience with that lately. Yeah. And then, you know, even the medical, you know, having proof of, of medical coverage, um, or do people have to self-isolate? You know, what can you tell mm-hmm. us about some of those, that testing and, and proof that you have to show? Sure. Um, so what I've experienced is that testing is very easy. Um, if you haven't had a COVID test yet, uh, it can, of course, vary by the person that's giving you the test and whether you can give it to yourself, uh, as is the case with places like CVS, um, where you just go through the drive-through and they give you a bag with all of your supplies, and then you, you know, put the Q-tip up your nose and then put it back in the little uh, sealed compartment. Very simple, very quick. You just make an appointment in advance. Um, and and what is very important though, when you're thinking about traveling internationally at this point, is that there are time limits on when you have to take those COVID testing, those tests. Um, there are also time limits on some other things as well, like getting your health forms um, taken care of and, and filling those out online in most cases. So the big takeaway here is that no matter where you're traveling interna- internationally is, A, it's important to work with a travel agent because we're doing these types of reservations and these types of planning all the time. And so we have experience making these types of trips happen and some things to look out for. We are, we're aware of those, those type things. Um, but what's very important for you as a traveler is to ensure, in addition to working with your, your travel agent, that you're checking the most current information. So if you're traveling to Costa Rica, say, taking that incredible ecotourism, staying in that, uh, that rainforest lodge, um, even though you've looked at what is required for Costa Rica, say, three months before you're supposed to travel, it's very important that the week before you leave, and even the days leading up to your departure, that you're checking places like the CDC website and um, ustravel.gov to make sure that you are current because those policies can change and they are different depending on the country that you're visiting. So if you're going to Costa Rica, you may not have to have a COVID test, but if you're going to Jamaica, you probably do. Um, So it can vary very much depending on where you're traveling to. Yeah, and I know there's different websites and different places to go to. So like you said, Sarah, it is important if you're working with a travel professional, they'll able to they will be able to give you all that. And then Bree, um, I know you like coming back to the U.S. and you're getting ready to experience that again here soon. Um, yeah. What are those requirements? Because coming back into the U.S., um, we have some rules here too. We do. So right now, the CDC does require that anyone, whether you're a U.S. citizen or not, traveling into the U.S., Um, you're going to need to take a COVID test no more than three days before your flight into the United States. Um, The only exemption to this rule is if you actually can prove that you've recently recovered from COVID um, within the last 90 days, and you need to have a doctor's letter stating that you have recovered. Unfortunately, at this time, a vaccine does not exempt you. which is a bummer because I'm going to the Dominican Republic next week and I am vaccinated, but I'm still going to have to get the Q-tip, you know, to prove that I don't have it to come back home. Um, Now, most of, at least where I tend to be sending people outside the country at this time, um, the hotel, the resorts have been fantastic about helping you when you arrive, schedule your COVID test right away. So, you know, you know, when you have to have it, um, you'll get your results by email. Um, so it's been a pretty smooth and easy process for folks traveling outside the country, fortunately. That's good. And, you know, when you mentioned vaccinated travelers, I think 
there's just so many questions about even being vaccinated right now. You know, are you able to pass it? Can you really get it? All that. So that is changing a lot because, you know, I know I've had a lot of clients ask me, you know, well, gosh, if I'm vaccinated, do I have to X, Y, Z? And right now it is changing all the time. So we, we just don't know, um, you know, what, what that's going to look like. Um, but we do have a lot of people traveling right now and that's really exciting. And there's, you know, a lot of locations that are very popular. Um, I know Josh, for you, Disney world is, is a really popular place that you are sending, um, families right now. Are there some hints and, and things that you can tell us about, you know, traveling to, to Disney world that are important to remember right now? Yeah, so going off of the international travel has gotten a lot of attention. I mean, a couple of months ago, well, really since uh, summer, you know, we've seen a lot of domestic travel and uh, Disney World was definitely um, a, a, a pick uh, when the reopening happened last July. And a lot of folks started to uh, go back there, I would say in the fall. And we've kind of seen those numbers just increase since. Um, this summer uh, has been, I've seen a lot of families go back. Um, you know, people are just more comfortable to travel now. You might not be comfortable to hop on a plane yet, but people are driving down to Disney World. Um, I, at least I find with my Illinois clients mm-hmm. quite a bit. Uh, and that's that's personally what I was doing before I was even flying is just driving down. Um, once I got vaccinated, I felt comfortable to get on a plane again. But until then, I was um, driving down uh, to Disney World was uh, very easy. So as far as kind of like what's changed at Disney World, I mean, Disney World has been very very uh, stern and great with their precautions uh, when, when, when those needed to be. Um, Disney has in, implemented a Disney Park Pass reservation system, which is probably the biggest change I would say at Disney World for folks. Um, just making sure you have a park pass scheduled for each day that you plan to visit a Walt Disney World Park uh, is required for that same day. Um, if you have that you uh, or just have a ticket, you have to have a park pass as well to enter the park. Uh, so that's just really important. And little things like that um, have changed with the Disney World experience and uh, for travel advisors just to be on top of that and then advise their clients, of course, uh, about all those little changes. And just like with anything we've discussed so far, uh, it's a very fluid time and a lot of things are changing uh, by the hour, by the day. And Disney World is no exception with that. So um and I know being there right now, you know, some families have been concerned because they do have to wear wear a face covering while you're there. But what have you found um, with your families that are going? I mean, I, I think I've found that a lot of the kids are so used to it anyways from school, like it's no big deal to them, um, you know, to wear the face coverings. But are they really strict about it? That, and what happens if you want to take a picture? Like what's mm-hmm. going on with that right now? That was uh, kids wearing masks, the major concern at the start uh, for fall when fall travel started to resume. Uh, a lot of folks were, you know, thinking their kids weren't going to be able to wear and things like that. Obviously, they got very used to it very quick with school and things like that, where that's not even a question that came up. So if you look back several months ago, the questions I was getting are very different from now regarding masks. Most folks feel more comfortable. They're vaccinated um, if, you know, if it's accessible to them and things like that when they are resuming their travel. So they feel more comfortable. So the mask wearing is definitely seen a little bit more. Um, I, I don't want to say in a negative light, but, you know, they are, are wondering as far as like, you know, I pull it down for a picture and things like that. Disney World has relaxed that 
I think just last week, actually, it was, they just announced that if you're outdoors, six feet apart, you can pull down your mask now or take it off for pictures as long as you are abiding by the other guidelines. So that's really nice, um, you know, for folks that don't want to have masks every single one of their photos and things like that. Um, but Disney World is very strict on mask policies um, in general. Um, so if guests are two and up, they have to wear a mask and there is zero exceptions. Um, so that's just something to note for some families. Um, you know, some people have had to postpone um, trips. You know, if, if their little one can't keep it on, they just, it's just a time to postpone until um, restrictions relax. Sometimes. Sure. And it's, it's for two and up, right? That have yes. to wear the face covering. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now what yeah. about Disney technology? Um, I think they've actually added a few things and made it a little easier for people in the park to, um, you know, promote some of that contactless yeah. safety measures. What can you say about yeah, that? Yeah. So mobile order was around prior to um, COVID. It was something that I loved. It wasn't really a secret, but not everyone was uh, aware of it, I guess. And so uh, it was, it's something that Disney really took off with when they reopened in July, being able to move all of their services to um, using mobile order. Basically, when you sit down at a restaurant and you, and you are going in and not mobile ordering, you uh, act, the menus now are actually QR codes as well, too. So that is um, a, a super easy system to help with contactless items like that. Um, as far as the other technology, actually, when I was just there a few weeks ago, uh, they on our couple of our last days, they revealed that they were going to do the facial recognition technology for uh, entering the park, which was super cool. So we had to go and uh, test that, of course. And uh, that's made to be tested even with a mask on. So uh, it's looking at your eyes and things like that. And uh, we got to test that going into the park. And it was it was super quick. Um, and I'm definitely curious to see what Disney will do with that. Uh, I'm assuming it's not only going to be park entrance um, going into the park and it will be other things they can do uh, for maybe security and things like that for as far as like fast passes, uh, when, if those return things like that, as far as making sure people link up to the magic bands. And uh, it's, it's just a cool time for technology. A lot of companies, uh, you know, as big as Disney have really embraced that in the contactless uh, era that we're in right now. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know that, you know, we've had a lot of folks with our travel agency traveling to Disney World because it's a, I don't want to say easy place to go to, but like you said, it's in the U.S. Um, you know, there have been a lot of safety procedures put into place. So that's that's great. That's great to hear that, you know, you've had such success with with people going there. Um, Bree, are there some locations that you have have a lot of clients asking about or going to right now? Yeah, in addition to theme park travel, I've been having a lot of people ask, where can I go that I don't have to take a test going both directions? I mean, we know that we have to test to come home and people have been fine with that once the rule was implemented and people saw that it was okay and that it was going well. Um, so for that reason, I've been booking a lot of Mexico, all-inclusive resort vacation packages in the Dominican Republic as well, primarily because those two destinations, um, they're not requiring a test at this time to enter their country. Um, you do have to fill out a health affidavit um, and that kind of thing. But, you know, just testing to get home has proven to be a fairly smooth process. So for that reason, I've been booking a lot of those two Caribbean destinations. A little bit more um, Jamaica and St. Lucia is starting to pop up too, as people I think are being vaccinated and getting a little bit more comfortable with the idea of needing to take those tests both directions. 
That's great. That's that's super. And Isla, what about you? I know cruising is very popular um, thing right now, even though it's it's not necessarily happening right this minute. What what are you seeing as far as your clients contacting you about things? I think you mentioned cruising was yeah. one of the top things on your list. Yeah. So outside of the theme park travel and some, you know, all inclusive trips to like Mexico, Dominican Republic, I'm getting a lot of interest in 2022 cruise bookings. Um, especially to destinations like Alaska, since we've seen um, a shutdown. And that is such a limited uh, sailing season anyway, that those are very hot um, on the market. And people are rebooking from not only 2020, but also their 2021 sailings into 2022. If you want to last on cruise, you better book it now. (laughs) Right. And I'm also seeing some interest in Europe, cruises, the Mediterranean for 2022 summer sailings. I think a lot of what I'm, one of the biggest things I'm seeing within the cruise market is multi-generational travel. I have um, quite a few families that are ready to meet up and go somewhere together. And um, multi-generational cruising is something that I am personally a big fan of. I've taken my parents with my own children. So there's just something for everyone on there. And a lot of people are ready to have that family reunion and celebrate being back together. And I've seen a lot of families look at that for 2022 um, as a big option for um, cruising. So everyone can enjoy themselves, but they can all be together as well. So that's great. I think cruising has always been good for that multi-generational and now just getting people back together that, you know, just getting to hug the grandparents for the first time in a long time. So, yeah. Um, Sarah, what about you? What are you seeing as far as um, your clients contacted you to travel? Where are they asking to go? Well, in general, it's just, it's back. I mean, I feel like travel is really back. We spent a long time. I know I personally spent a long time fighting for my clients to get things like refunds and moving their trips to different dates. Um, I had large groups on Disney Cruise Line and do a lot of Disney um, you know, cruise line reservations and uh, working with Norwegian and Royal Caribbean and cruise lines like Celebrity and Holland America. Um, people are back and booking those cruises again, not as strong as they were before, but just like Isla was saying, into 2022. Um, and in some cruise lines, 2023 as well. That's definitely back. And, and now is the time to start booking those. Um, I'm seeing a lot of folks, because I'm based here in Florida, um, a lot of my folks are going to and from Disney World. Um, if you haven't been to Florida lately, you're probably the only person because Florida travel is booming right now. People want to stay within the United States. They don't want to have to get COVID tests. They don't want to have to maybe get passports. So they're coming down here to Florida beaches. And I'm doing a lot of um, Florida family beach travel and, of course, Disney World. Um, Universal Studios, um, Discovery Cove, which is a partner with SeaWorld. Um, all of those things are becoming very popular once again. And if you've been to Florida lately, you know that you're among millions of other people. Um, what's consistent here in Florida, and I think why it's attractive to people is, aside from not having to have passports, is that um, Florida is open. We, we are very tourism focused as far as our economy goes. And our governor is working very hard to open everything up, but in a safe way. So um, Josh talked about what things look like at Disney World. And I can attest that in Florida and in Orlando, Central Florida, where those major theme parks are, are based, um, 
it's consistent across the board that they are all following those safety protocols. Everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's sanitizing regularly. They're keeping their social distance. So no matter where you're wanting to travel here in Florida, it's all consistent and that we're taking it very seriously to keep everyone safe. Um, I tell my clients oftentimes that you know, no major vacation brand out there, say Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, none of them want their name plastered across the news for having someone come down with a virus. And so for that reason, they're going a step above what's required by them um, legally to make sure that everyone that's visiting them is safe. Um, just like Isla was saying, places like Jamaica and the Dominican Republic, which by the way, pricey for the Dominican Republic right now, you just can't beat. It's an incredible opportunity. Um, I'm seeing especially folks from Ohio, they're grabbing those charter flights going to and from the Caribbean because you can't beat that price either. Um, but I've had folks that have interest in places like Costa Rica. Um, my goodness, St. Lucia, that gorgeous island that they say is the Hawaii of the Caribbean, very popular. Um, so again, now is the best time to contact your travel agent to so that they can help you gain some insight on what it's like to travel to these places and to ensure that you have all of your um, check checkboxes marked before you travel and then coming back to the States as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Is Are there any pieces here about traveling in today's world that I've missed or haven't you know discussed with you that anybody wants to comment on? Debbie, I would have to say that probably the one thing is, is um, travel is back and it's hot and it's also not, you know, it's booking fast and things are booking up, especially for 2021. And even into, you know, 2022, you look at spring break season, you look at those cruise lines where people have already rescheduled from previous canceled cruises. It's, you can't wait. You can't just, um, you know, you can't just sit back and be like, okay, I'm going to wait for that last minute trip as much anymore because people are ready to get out there. There are still reduced capacities at many hotels and resorts across the country, especially where I'm seeing is Hawaii, because Hawaii, even though it's open and it is a hot spot to go to, there is still a um, capacity limit on their resorts and hotels. So those are booking up quickly. Flights, are booking because we don't have as many flights flying um, as we were before. Now, I know that airlines are starting to bring back some of their pilots and their laid off staff. So we should see that um, hopefully booming, you know, more flights being added back in, but things are booking. And if you do not, if you want to go somewhere for this year, especially, you need to start reaching out to your travel agent now and get it on the calendar because, it, 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 it's almost like the housing market. You know, they say the housing market is hot. Travel is just as hot. You know, what's here today will be on tomorrow if you blink. Yeah. Yep. You are so right. And that's why I really appreciate all of you coming and, and talking with me today because I know you are all very, very busy. Um, I know that because, um, you know, just trying to, to reach you all at times. And so it's, it is a really busy time for all of us. But this is such a changing environment, too. So what we're sharing here today is really what we are seeing right now here today. Um, and on April 20th of 2021, um, and gosh, the, the fact that we've been, you know, seeing all these changes over the past year, but things are still, you know, again, can, um, continuing to change. It is that changing environment. But I really appreciate all of you coming to talk to us today, all of our listeners that have talked to us. Come and take that trip with us. Um, 
you know, listen to our other um, podcasts about places that we've gone and, and seen and done. And um, I really appreciate you coming and, and listening to us talk today about travel. So travel is back. So hashtag travel is back. <laughs> so thank you very much. Bye.